Hello and welcome to another episode of the Jordan High 2004 podcast. This is Steve. And this is Gonzo. Gonzo. Steve. How you doing? I'm doing good. I've been kind of like, I was talking to you when you came in earlier. I'm kind of getting sick of home, home projects. I'm like at the finish line with basement stuff, except for our bathroom. But it's, we, we did all the baseboards this weekend. My father-in-law came over and we finished cutting and installing the rest of the baseboards. We got the, I think, I don't know what they're called, stair skirts. We got those installed, but now I still have to like paint them. And I'm like really like not motivated to do them. And then the last <laughs> two weeks I've been working on the backsplash in, on, in the back of the, in the kitchen. And it's just like, I've been working a ton on it. And I'm not happy with it. It's just like, I don't know. I just want to be like rip all this stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> it looks good. I was telling you like, don't be hard on yourself. I know. I it know. It looks really it looks good. Like, you're, just like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm really proud of you. So <laughs> thanks. It'll look great when you're done. And then you don't have to ever do it again. That's not true. That is sure. Like Bonnie's like, I, I don't like all this. Let's do something new. Let's move to a new house. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, so that's what's been going on. I don't know. and I don't want to be a downer, but it's just like, I don't know if it's seasonal, like having cold weather. I'm just sick of winter. I'm ready for spring. Yeah. Just been feeling kind of icky and down. I don't know. Probably all this home project stuff. And like, Oh, it's like you've been working hard when it's actually been like 50 degrees outside. I know. Is it, this weekend was nice. Really nice. Yeah. And it was nice because I was cutting tile and I'm like, oh, it's not like freezing out here, but I don't know. I'm just... I'm ready for spring. I'm yeah. ready to get out and do stuff outside. You want some more downer news? Yeah, let's hear some. Are you, are you feeling depressed too? <laughs> a little bit, but for different reasons. You know how you and I were going to do this bonus episode with like New Year's resolutions and stuff? Yeah. Want want. It's canceled. It's canceled. <laughs> um, we didn't have very many people send in stuff. I thought we would, but... I thought 100 voice memos, but nah, we got three. No. Nah. But we did. We got three. So we are going to change the plans a little bit. Um, we really appreciate the people that sent the stuff in. So we are going to just use those as little voice memo clips at the beginning of episodes. Do you want to do one tonight? Yeah, let's do one tonight. Okay. So we have Duper. <coughs> Duper sent us one talking about his 2021 and his goals for 2022. Um, so here is uh, David Duper Parker. Hey, David Duper Parker here answering the call for New Year's voice memos. 2021 was interesting, to say the least. A little discouraging at times, but also some really beautiful moments. My wife and I did our best to take care of ourselves, so we felt safe-ish to go to a couple concerts and travel. We went to Seattle twice, and one of those times I got to see my favorite band in my favorite city and saw 311 up there, so that was cool. We went to New York for the first time to visit friends living there. Uh, we also went to and fell in love with Boston and got to see Autumn Leaves and Lighthouses in Maine. My sister had a miracle baby when my niece was born. Uh, I witnessed my wife become a manager and really blossom with her photography career as well. And I went outside my comfort zone and did some podcast. As far as 2022, I'm a little apprehensive, but truly hopeful. Uh, two is my favorite number, so I'm hoping to have so many in the year. Uh, is a good omen, knock on wood. We have tickets to a few concerts, including two of my favorite comedians, Nate Brigazzi and John Mulaney. Uh, we're looking forward to go see my brother stationed out in Virginia Beach, and we're headed to Austin, Texas, where I get to attend my first national conference with the America School Counselor Association. Uh, 
I'm finally creating an introvert advantage group to teach small groups of students at my school the strengths and normalcy of introversion. If it goes well I could, and I um, collect more data, I might write an article for Ask His Magazine and who knows, maybe present at the conference one day. Uh, we've also been grinding and we're going to be able to pay off my student loans in a few months, so super excited about that. So we're creating an education savings account because in about five to ten years I want to earn my doctorate from the University of Washington. I hope everybody has a great year and again I want to just say thank you so much to Stephen Gonzo for putting this together. I've been really enjoying them and I uh, hope you all are doing well. Take care. It, it looks like he's got some cool goals for the future. I hope he gets his uh, that doctorate. Dr. Duper. <laughs> Dr. Duper. That'd be great. And to present and I love that it's like got to go see 311. It's like <laughs> yeah. see some like awesome nostalgia band. But also both of us were like John Mulaney so funny. I know. I, I love John. Like, all his specials on Netflix are mm-hmm. bomb. So I bring I, it up to my patients all the time. Like, hey, you ever heard of John Mulaney? You might get offended by some parts, but it's really funny. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. So, thanks a lot for sending that in, Dave. Thanks, dude. And uh, anybody that feels like you want to, we any voice memo you send in, we'll just add them to some episodes. and, and uh, Yeah, voice memos, like always. You got a funny story or a thought? Send it in and we'll put it in and we'll plug them at the beginning or at the end of the episode. Yeah. So, Gonzo, who are we talking to today? Today we have Mr. Robert Hitz, formerly Bobby Hitz. I, I've always known him as Bobby. But yeah. I, I'm really excited for this one. Um, I'm glad. I know you reached out to him like forever ago. Yeah. He was one of the first people that I reached out to, you know, to be on the podcast. I, I have I have a little bit of beef that I want to oh, yeah? hash out with him. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. I don't. I don't have a lot of interactions with him. Um, I lo- I love that he reached out to. He finally responded. To yeah. Come on. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he has to say and and going from there. All right. Cool. So here's our conversation with Bobby. Now, uh, Bobby Hits, welcome to the podcast. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. It's so great to see you. I I don't think I've seen you like since high school. I don't know. No. No, I haven't seen either of you guys. No. Well, catch us up a little bit. What's what's happened since high school? Well, yeah, before we started, I I uh, apologize to you because you hit me up uh, like last fall, last summer, and I never got back to you guys. Well, I'm sorry about that. But then Simeona sent me a text to a link to his podcast, and then I had to listen to his, and then I listened to like Zach Hewlett's and Ryan Borgmeyer's and Hamza Kadia's, and they were all amazing, so... Yeah, they were great. Yeah, I hope I hope I'm somewhat <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah, thanks so much. I feel bad though. You know what? I wish that we could have done it last year because now it's the another calendar year later, mm-hmm. and we're that much further away from high school. So thanks for making me feel <laughs> like eighteen. I know years. now it's eighteen years. It's crazy. I love. It's funny, like you say, you're apologizing for it, but it's like we sent a message to a lot of people that did respond that were like. No. <laughs> so I'm glad that you like, I'm glad Simeon hit you up and I'm glad that you uh, reached out and wanted to be on. Why would someone say no? I don't understand. I, I don't know. I, it blows my mind too. It's crazy. Maybe they just uh, think we were jerks or something. But like, I don't want to talk to Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be it. <laughs> you guys trying to get, I mean, you guys are trying to get everybody, right? I mean, it's yeah, I w- yeah, for sure. If for we sure. had 700 episodes... That's a lot of episodes. <laughs> uh, we'd be down though. Anyone that's ever open and 
we, we're going to start a couple of uh, part two episodes. Some people are reaching out that want to be on again. Yeah, my Sunday nights are free for a long time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> got nothing going on. <laughs> you guys are in like a basement. Yeah, the, yeah, we're at my house. Right on. Got the Norda track in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because uh, I want to advertise running too. <laughs> and you guys are all proper too. You got the microphones and everything. I'm just talking on my macbook air microphone so i apologize to anyone listening if it's bad out no you sound good so when we first started like at first i just snagged a usb microphone from work and then after a while i returned it but then we bought one microphone and steve and i would like share it so we would both <laughs> lean on <laughs> lean in my and one microphone then we bought another one i, I miss those days <laughs> humble, humble beginnings that's right or something get jordan to sponsor this uh, yeah, but then we couldn't talk crap about the teachers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did reach out to Godfrey. He hasn't uh, he hasn't made us happy yet, so we'll see. It'll be fun to. Sure. But Bobby, get, catch us up a little bit. What have you been up to the last eighteen years? Oh man, how much time do you guys have? <laughs> well, give us the highlights. No, man, I don't even know where to begin. High school was so long ago. We were just kids, right? I mean. We were just kids. Um, I actually graduated early. I only went to the first two quarters of of school my senior year, and I was gone. I don't remember how I did it. I had like, I think I had extra language credits, or I don't remember how exactly it happened. But did you want to graduate early? Yeah, I think I did. I was, um, yeah, I was just ready. I don't know. Um, well, I guess I can start with, with one of the reasons that I did graduate early. Um, I got a job when I was still 18. I was still attending Jordan, actually. And um, it's kind of weird, really weird how it all came about. Um, I mean, I guess I can dip a little bit into the story. Long, super, super, super long story short. In 2004, my brother was deployed um, to Iraq. And... In the early early stages of, of that war, you know, we were getting emails maybe once every couple of weeks from my brother, and he was telling us that like he didn't have some of the basic basic sanitary stuff. You know, he was digging holes in the sand and sleeping in the sand. It was wild. Hmm. It was wild time. So, my mom and I started a nonprofit organization, and we sent we sent uh, care pack. We called them care packages over to Iraq and. From that, we kind of got um, the attention of the local news, and my family kind of became like the military family. Anything that was going on with the war um, that would happen, the news would reach out to us, you know, because the local Utah family, you know, deployed in Iraq. And anyway, um, the reporter that did the story uh, with us ended up becoming really good friends with my mom. And do you guys remember Jordan? Do you guys remember DNN? The Digger News Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was a part of that, and I was like a um, a filmer or photographer. I don't even know what my title was, but um, so when the reporter came back over to my house to do a story on us, um, it was a reporter from Fox 13 News. I said, "Hey, would you guys mind if I like came over and did a tour of your studio? I kind of do a little video work." you know, in, in school, in high school. And I think it'd be really cool to see your studio. And it was like the very next day, she, uh, they brought me in and 
what do they say? I guess the rest was history. I ended up getting a job at Fox 13 full time when I was 18. Dang. Um, and that kind of, that was the catalyst really for my career. I stayed with Fox 13 for about three years. And then um, I was a, I was a video editor and then an overnight photographer. So I would edit the news, the 9 p.m. newscast. And then I would get my camera and like a little police scanner and I would position myself like downtown and I would listen to breaking news and I would respond with my camera and shoot overnight events uh, that would air in the morning. Um, so anyway, I got really good at that and I jumped over to KSL uh, Channel 5. It was a way better offer. Um, they gave me a take-home vehicle as well. Nice. And so, so here I was like, you know, in a career in a pretty respectable field at the time, um, from 18, you know, I went to call, I went to slick. Um, I got some credits done, but it was like very lackadaisical. I didn't, I didn't put a whole lot of time or effort into school. Cause I thought to myself, like there's, there's people that are getting, you know, their four year degrees to do what I'm already doing. I felt pretty lucky. Um, and I wasn't interested in debt. It was funny. Cause like out of high school, I suddenly had like all this money and all my friends were broke college students. So <laughs> I ended up paying for, <laughs> paying for a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So TV news, I was a photojournalist for at the end of the day for about 15 years. Um, when all was said and done, I just left, um, ABC four news in November of last year. And, uh, it was a wild ride. It was good while it lasted. I met a lot of cool people. I got to do a lot of cool things. Um, traveled all over the state. I also worked for a TV station down in Phoenix um, for about three years. And um, yeah, it was, it was it was a good career, but I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was COVID or, um, well, COVID messed up a lot of things, right? That goes without saying. I, I don't know, I don't know what, I, where I'm even going with this story. I don't really want to talk about my career that much. <laughs> well, how about where you did that? Where did you end up? Where are you now? So <laughs> I did like a complete 180. Um, I'll give you just a real quick. So when I got out of news, um, sorry, I went to Arizona with my family, moved back to Utah. When I got back to Utah, I got recruited by a friend of mine uh, to work at Real Salt Lake. Um, that was in 2016. Um, he used to be a colleague of mine at ABC4 News, and when he found out I was back in town, he he called me and asked me if I wanted to join the club, and that was a pretty easy no-brainer. Um, I was with the club up until 2020 when I got furloughed, and then I never got invited back. And so I kind of... I, I had planned on being there for as long as I possibly could. I didn't ever, didn't ever expect to be furloughed like that, let alone not be brought back. But I kind of had a moment where I was like, what do I, what do I want to do? I could always fall back on news because I had so much experience. I knew so many people in the market and I did when I, so when I got furloughed from RSL, I went back in and was really grateful for, for my friends and for my contacts that were able to get me back in the door. And then I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was, the crazy hours, being on call on weekends. It was probably a combination of things, but I just, I thought, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to respond to the 
to the shootings and the fires and it's just a lot of bad news and news has changed these days i don't think very many people turn on the tv and watch news anymore right. everyone consumes it on their phones and so um yeah this november um i made a jump i'm i'm a phlebotomist now <laughs> which is oh, so totally. um, it's the strangest career move ever um I didn't think I would be where I'm at now, but um, I'm happy. I'm super happy. I'm in a good. I'm in a good, comfortable spot. Consistent schedule so that I can I can work around the hours with my daughter, and allows me the free time to do what I love to do. So, yeah, from a photojournalist to a professional sports photographer to a phlebotomist, that's <laughs> that's quite a <laughs> quite a ride. What pulled you to phlebotomy? So, um, I started, uh, donating, donating plasma at a, at a plasma donor center, uh, in Sandy and just became friends with a couple of the phlebotomists. I, I try to go there like two times a week. Um, it's actually really cool. You know, the medicines and the therapies that they can. Yeah. They can both Steve and I have done yeah. donated plas- plasma here and there. Like, like for a long time. scar on my arm all the time. Yeah. 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 So I don't honestly it was it was complete happenstance. I was just having a conversation with one of them. He was talking about how how short staffed they were and I was like, "Why? Well, I'd love to do this. This is really cool. This work that you guys are doing." And the next thing I knew, I started with them. It's a company called Griffles. Um mm-hmm. it's a really 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 good company. There's there's so much room for advancement and the benefits are wonderful and um the history behind the company is, is amazing too. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing now. Um, that's like on like 94th and 7th? Like the old DI? Is that what it used to be? Yeah. I, I used to know, donate yeah, at that one all the time. That's exactly where it is. I didn't know that used to be a DI. Wow. Yeah, that's right where it's at. That's cool. Sweet. I didn't know it used to be a DI. So <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you still go by Bobby or Robert now? No, that's funny you ask. Everywhere I've been, I always introduce myself as Robert. I always tell like my bosses and everything it's Robert, and then it always inevitably reverts <laughs> <laughs> to Bobby. Listen, uh, oh, I, I forgot to mention I was in the military too. Um, how did I miss that part? <laughs> it was after it was after KSL. After KSL, I joined, signed a signed a four year contract with. Uh, United States Air Force and did that for four years. <laughs> How did I forget that? Wait, what was what was the question? I, I asked if you like, do you like being called Bobby still, or do you go by oh, Robert yeah. now? Because you know, growing up, I went by Hits because I played football and it was a cool last name. And then in the military, obviously, you go by your last name as well. And so, I've had people refer to me as Hits, as Robert, as Bobby. I mean, take your pick. Yeah, it always it always reverts to Bobby though. <laughs> as long as you don't mind, because I I remember when I when I first got like a grown up job, I guess like it's like I'm gonna make people say my name, but then after a while I'm like nah, and then <laughs> everybody I meet say I gotta just call me Gonzo. So it, it's never it's never changed. I'm still yeah, used to like a I middle feel, school nickname. I feel like it makes me feel like a little kid when people say Bobby. When they say Robert, it's more grown up, right? It's more respectable. Yeah. 
You know, my, my close friends and my family still call me Bobby. Okay, well, it'll never go away. <laughs> <laughs> but, so tell us a little bit about how how you saw yourself when you were a kid. Tell us about how you saw yourself in high school. Introspection like that is so strange. I feel like, especially since it's been 18 years, it's kind of a hard thing yeah. to do. Um, I'd be more interested to hear like what you guys thought <laughs> I was like, what you guys thought I was. Um, I've got something... But I want to save it for the beef section of the, <laughs> of the podcast. I've got some beef. I'm going to tease out some beef. Um, how did I see myself? I was just a kid full of piss and vinegar. Grew up with a lot of really good friends that I went through elementary, middle school, and high school with. It's easy to do in good old Sandy, Utah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I played football. Um, so I had my football friends. I had what I called my Mormon friends, if you will, that didn't play football. I feel like I had a lot of friends. I, I, I kind of ran with a lot of different groups. I think if I could go back, I'd hang out with all the nerds instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really would. I, I, there were kids in high school that I secretly wanted to like, have conversations with about music because there there were kids um, that had like band t-shirts that I was like he knows that band too and I wish I would have struck up a conversation with him instead. Why do you think you didn't? That's a really good question. I don't know. Maybe lack of confidence or something? I don't know. Maybe I thought that the person that was wearing that band t-shirt would wonder why the hell I was coming up to them to ask them a question. I don't know. High school is such a strange time, man. You don't know anything about yourself or yeah. you're just coming into your own. I'm still coming into my own. I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Right. When you said like you had like your different groups of friends and you had like your Mormon friends, like you, you're not LDS, right? I am not. No. What was it? What was it like for you to go to elementary, middle school, high school and, and not be what um, I'll say the majority, like a lot of these kids are, what was it like for you to not be a part of that. It was interesting. I had respect for my friend's faith, you know, well, cause Hamza was a different faith and Andy and Zach were, were, were good friends of mine that were very faithful Mormons. And I just rolled with it. I mean, there were things that we, I never, I tried to challenge them every once in a while. I would, I would poke fun at them and they would poke fun right back at me. Um, no, I just I think it just gave me it gave me um, a pretty healthy perspective. I don't think it really necessarily shaped me, but it was good to you know branch off and not uh, attach myself, so to speak, to to uh, any one particular group or or anything like that. I felt comfortable talking to you know anyone and everyone, except for the kid with the band T-shirt, I guess. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was interesting too. Like on Sundays growing up you know, wanting to go out and do stuff and play, you know, street games. And then my Mormon friends couldn't or whatever. They were at church or for whatever reason, they couldn't partake. And so, I don't know, maybe perhaps that's why I had, you know, different sets of friends when I was growing up. I don't know. I never really thought of that. Do you, I guess, thinking of the things that you're saying, like you liked, I guess you liked music, you liked bands. What if you can think back, what are some of the things that uh, like teenage Robert found important? 
that's the thing though, man, is, is you kind of, you kind of answered it in your question. What did the teenage Robert find important? I mean, what do teenagers find important? I mean, we don't know anything, right? We, we think certain things are important when other things really are, but family was always super important to me. I guess looking back, I do wish I would have kind of applied myself more in school. I wish I would have studied harder. I wish I would have, you know, maybe set myself up. I don't know. I feel like I just coasted through high school. Like, I don't, you guys are, you guys are recalling like teachers' names and you guys, uh, I've listened to so many of your podcasts and you guys remember so many like small little moments. I'm like, how in the hell do you guys remember stuff from, from that long ago? Yeah, I don't know. That's, I mean, that's a great question. I wish, I wish I was better prepared for that one. I don't know. Great question, Steve. That's a great <laughs> question. I, I know that's a saying. Like, I, I don't know what it means when you, right at the beginning, you said you were full of piss and vinegar. What is, what does that mean? No, it just means I was an ignorant, like, full of myself, you know, didn't think I could ever get injured or hurt or anything like that. Like, just, just kind of. That's pretty common though, right? Yeah. I'm saying that's pretty common. I think to some extent, all of us felt that way, right? Yeah, I think to some extent. Yeah. You know, maybe the people that I hung out with made me feel cooler, more important than I really was when I actually wasn't at all you know popularity is super weird thing in high school and playing football that's another thing too with graduating early too i decided to not i played football from when i was eight all the way up until my senior year my senior year i just stopped i didn't want to play anymore ended up like um being on the um school newspaper staff and i (laughs) remember uh i remember one uh they lost the football team, like lost a home game. And I wrote like the biggest sting on them ever in the newspaper. I felt so proud. <laughs> that was a good one. They missed you, you know? <laughs> so, so, um, how have you changed? Who, who's, uh, Robert hits today, uh, different from when you were a teenager? I think, um, I think I'm so different. I mean, we all learn, we all grow, we all have certain circumstances and certain events that change and shape us. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely no exception. Um, I'd like to think I'm an empathetic person. I like to think I'm you know, an authentic person. I'm a humble person. My daughter is my, my number one in my life. She's my world. She's got me wrapped around her little finger. Yeah, I've, I've, experienced so many things i've tried i've traveled the world i served our country my dad has been through some heart surgeries my brother was born with a disability so many things that have shaped me uh into who i am today i think none more than my daughter for sure she's she has made me and makes me want to be a better man every minute of every single day she is she's my light she's my world yeah no those were kind of vague kind of big explanations i don't know how microscopic you want me to do as much as like you want to i mean there's that's the one thing i have noticed is that i mean through social media we haven't had very much contact but i everything i i always see you post is about something to do with your daughter Mm -hmm. and it's it's really sweet it's sweet to see and it's like oh man he's like 
he really cares about his girl. It's cool to see. So would you, because you mentioned that she changed you and makes you want to be better. Can you like expand on that? Like, how did that happen? How, when did you notice yourself? Like, you know, fall in love with your kid, I guess. The moment she was born. <laughs> the moment I found out that my girlfriend, eventually fiance and wife at the time was pregnant. I mean, it was so exciting. It wasn't, it wasn't planned. Um, I was actually like on my way to Spain to go to a tennis tournament. And my girlfriend threw a party for me. My girlfriend at the time threw a party for me. And I, I think that's, that might have been the event. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, actually, um, I, don't, I don't precisely remember how it went, but I think I was in a hostel in Barcelona. I got like a Facebook message, like, you should come home. You should, you should definitely cut your, cut your Spain extravaganza short. And I came home to, uh, to news that I was going to be a dad. And, and yeah, that moment changed me forever, for sure. Um, what was your initial reaction when you found out that you were going to be a dad? Like elation, complete elation. And I wanted a girl too. I, I wanted to have a daughter. Daddy-daughter relationship is something special. I know both of you guys can attest to that. Um, it's yeah. different. And I think, too, my situation might be, it's, it's in my opinion, it's a little bit different because I am a single dad. And I, I share the time with her mom, which I'm super grateful for. Um, I wish there was eight days a week so we could just split the week right down the middle. But <laughs> right. I've got her for three days. And one week, and then the next week, I have her for four days. So we split everything right down the middle. Um, and so that makes that time that I get with her even more precious and even more uh, valuable and memorable for me. So I try to, I try to just harness and hold on to each each moment that I've got. Um, yeah, she's uh, that time is, is so precious. So I hold on to it dearly. I love hearing dads talk about their kids like that. Like it's, and it's very apparent, like, like Gonzo said before you were coming on, that's the things that we talk about. Like, yeah, he's always, always posting stuff about his daughter. Like you, at least on social media appear to just love being a dad to this little girl and hearing you talk about it. And you say how you're kind of giving these vague, broad answers, but it's like the important stuff is what's coming through. Like, how have you changed? Like you're obviously like this big, huge softy who loves your daughter <laughs> You know, you don't have to go into specific details and people can obviously hear how sincere you are about that. And I, you're right. Like we, Gonzo's got some daughters. I have a daughter and it's like, they're different and they hopefully can change us the way that you're describing because they are special and they, they can be if we let them. So I love that you're sharing that. Yeah. That's really sweet of you to say. That's very kind of you to say. Um, I will say it is a pretty common common theme, common thread that, that people say that that they notice how like yeah, tender and big hearted I am. Um and I'm proud of that, you know. I'm super proud of that. And she's social media is not it's it's fake, man. It's yeah, for it's sure. Not, mm -hmm. you know? Um but I do and Instagram has changed so much. I used to love it because it was a, a a platform to share photography and I've been a photographer my whole life. So 
um, yeah, I like to capture those little moments and share them, but it's, it's, it's changed, but I do like, to, yeah, I like to give little, little blips, little glimpses of, of what we do together. And yeah, we do, we do so much together. Like on weekends, we just, I hit the gas pedal all the way down to the floor with her because I know she's got to go back with her mom on Monday, you know, so I'll just try to get in as many memories as we can. This weekend was awesome. We had an awesome weekend. But anyway, that's very sweet of you to say that, Steve. I really appreciate that. Yeah. And then one other thing, too. I think you mentioned that you feel, like, empathetic or that you've, like, feel like empathy has become something that is changed or something new in your life or or as an adult you've developed you've developed more empathy how have you noticed that or or what are the times in your life that you've noticed like i'm starting to notice what other people are feeling or notice what other people are thinking or can you tell me a little a little bit about that yeah, that's another great question um i think just circumstances in life i mean everyone there isn't anyone that's walking on this rock floating in space that isn't, isn't going through something or hasn't gone something or uh, isn't about to go through something. Um, you know, I've, I've had challenges in my own life. Um, maybe perhaps, you know, getting to um, interview other people, you know, through my profession as a photojournalist, I've, I've interviewed people that, you know, lost loved ones in the war and lost, you know, a dog in a, in a fire or whatever. So I maybe, I don't know, maybe through my career, I've, I've just seen enough to, to know what, what people out there experience and what they go through. Um, you know, that combined with, with, you know, experiences and things in my life, um, you know, they've, they've all impacted me in, in one form or another, but I don't know. I think empathy's pretty big, pretty huge. I think it's, it's, it's important. And, and these days, I mean, it's a wild world we live in. Yeah. Maybe now more than ever, it's, it's important to know that people are going through hard times too. And, you know, being sensitive to that. Certainly. So you, um, like you've talked about the things that are important to you now, maybe, it's semantics, but I'm going to slightly change the question to what are, what are things that you're passionate about? You talked about your daughter, you have her for three days a week and then four days a week, but maybe what are you doing in the other days of the week? Or what, what does Robert like to do? What are you passionate about at 35, 36? Throwing these questions. What am I passionate about? Um, so many things, life for one. <laughs> Um, so grateful for everything that I've got. I love music. I love concerts. Um, when, when, when Harley's not with me, when my daughter's not with me, I'm planning what to do when I do have her. <laughs> it's kind of weird. This, this winter has been a strange one because it's been, there's been like hardly any snow. Mm -hmm. Right. Storm. Yeah. Well, the skiing has been pretty shit. Um, and then on top of that, the air quality has just been awful. So it's like we have no excuse to go outside. Or no, we have excuses to not go outside because it's such bad air. Yeah. Um, but no, we like to, I like to be outside a lot. I go camping with my daughter a lot. I found my passion again for photography. Um, I lost it. I lost it when I was 
the daily grind of taking photos for a professional sports team, it was, it got to a point where I just, I ran out of creativity. It was so mundane. It was so robotic. Everything I was doing day in and day out. And um, it was my profession. I was being paid to do it, but I was always being pushed to like reinvent the wheel. And with photography, you really can't, you know, you can change a few things with your exposure and whatnot. But I mean, the picture of a guy kicking a soccer ball is a picture of a guy <laughs> kicking a soccer yeah. ball. Um, as grateful as I was to, to do that for a living and travel, you know, the country with a team, um, photography just became not fun anymore. And it wasn't until I wasn't doing it professionally anymore that I found my love and passion for it again. Um, I took up, um, I took up film photography again, which is, which is a whole different discipline. Uh, so that's, that's been a lot of fun picking that back up. And I'm way more careful now about what I take photos of. I used to just what they call spray and pray. I used to just hold down the shuttle button and, and pick one of the frames. Um, but now I'm super meticulous and like very careful about, you know, what I photograph. And I don't know, you guys can't. Yeah, we can see that one in the back. That was cute. Yeah, there's one in the back. That's one of the things that I like too is is processing my film and then printing it and then framing it and putting it up uh, in my house is uh, is really fun. It's really cool to look back on those memories, obviously, especially with my daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, photography, music. What was the what was the band shirt that that kid was wearing that you were like, I want to talk to him? What band was it? You know what it was? It was um, the Postal Service. Hmm. Oh, I like them. Yeah. And um, I think one of their like more popular records came out in 2004, the year we graduated. Just curious, like you talk about how you like music and like what kind of music were you into or are you into? Well, back then... I don't know, bands like Postal Service, bands like Incubus. I have two older brothers, and they had a huge influence on me as well. Like, I remember, actually, one of the first albums I ever bought, I was like five or six or something, but it was the Metallica, uh, the Black Album. Where did that come out? 90? Something like that. No, maybe it was my, no, maybe my brother bought it. Anyway, I was a little kid listening to Metallica. I was like, <laughs> what do I do? Um, and a lot of that's bled into my adulthood. Like I really like, I'm a big metal fan. I love metal. It's just, there's so much talent involved. We can, <laughs> we don't have to get too much into it, but this is what's funny is I, I consider myself a huge metal head. I listen to like Swedish death metal. Okay. And I also, <laughs> I also love to slow things down. And like, I just yesterday I bought tickets, uh, to go see Bright Eyes in June. Do you guys know Bright Eyes? They're one of my favorite bands in the world. It's like an indie folk singer. His name's Connor hmm. Elders. Um, I'll look him up. So yeah, quite the quite the contrast there. No, it couldn't have been the Black Album. It couldn't have been that Metallica Black Album that I bought. It, was, it must have been... That memory's just seared, but it must have been my brother that bought it. But I remember like mowing lawns or doing something and getting some money to buy my first record. And I think the first record I bought... I can't remember which one it was. But there was a CD store slash card shop in Sandy that we always used to walk to. And I remember buying, it was either The Offspring. Oh, that's a good one. 
no, it was the Smash album, the one mm-hmm. with the skeleton on the front. That or, one's awesome. It, it might have been No Doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, they didn't have a crush on Gwen Stefani. Still, she's still got going on. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember which of those two records was not there. It was one of those two. I love that. That album, Smash, is good from start to finish. That whole album is so good. It's a road trip album for sure. It's definitely on the playlist for a road trip. How funny. Which I'm going on in a couple of weeks for my birthday. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Where that. are you heading? You guys are. We're getting old, you guys. I turned 36. What the hell is going on? Are you guys 35 still? Yeah, still young. You I know. think Steve got two months <laughs> till his 36th birthday. No, it's not much. It's not much of a road trip. I'm just going to Vegas uh, for my birthday. I bought two concert tickets to two different shows back to back. And talk about irony. Like, I listened to Bright Eyes and then I listened to Bloodbath. Yeah. These two completely opposing bands and uh in two weekends friday night is metallica speaking of metallica and saturday night is billy joel hmm. go figure i don't know why they're back to back but i saw the tickets go on sale and i haven't been out of town for a while and I, I just thought it was a really good excuse to go see some live music so i did it that's cool that's, that should be fun arena concert she's been to concerts before but not like a proper like in a full packed arena so that should be fun for her i'll definitely bring some some earplugs yeah yeah right have you ever seen metallica before no i haven't both my brothers have and i'm super jealous you're gonna love it there's so oh you have nice they they're i just it's just different i feel like these older bands they just know how to just entertain and they don't have to do all this fancy stupid stuff it's just like you're gonna love it yeah They've been doing it for a while. Yeah, there's so many bands that are still on my on my list. Um, so many bands, and a lot of them play over in Europe, which is just another excuse to go over there. So, hopefully, it starts. Uh, I don't know. Hopefully, more people get vaxxed, and we can just start living life again and start traveling open and freely again. <laughs> That's coming. what I want. I feel like I think we're trending in the right direction. Hopefully, I know. I know. I. That's- yeah. That's what I want. So, yeah. Mr. Hits, do we have any beef? <laughs> do I have any beef? That's, so, that's such a strange question. You guys have had so many <laughs> questions, and then the last one is like, really? Come on, man. <laughs> from, from 18 years ago? I mean, my goodness. Or more. You know what? You know, okay. All right. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. Let's go back a little bit more. <laughs> I remember, oh, I don't know what grade it was. Um, Gonzo, you and me were in Mr. Hewitt's Spanish class. Eighth grade. Was it eighth grade? And I sat pretty close, if not next to you, really close to you. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm sitting next to a Spanish speaker. This is going to be cake. <laughs> and the first test, you got like a C. I was like, what is this? I'm not even joking. Like, I, I, I don't know. I may have like peeked over and like, oh, this is <laughs> what, is, what, is, no what is this? You got a, how did you get a C? And I probably like saw you peeking and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to take this kid down with me. 
<laughs> I vividly remember thinking to myself, how in the hell? Mr. Mr. Hewlett hated me. <laughs> and I was obnoxious. I Why did I even take Spanish? It's just like, I'm raising my hand all the time. Be like, that's not how you say it. <laughs> just like... <laughs> You had the accent that he wishes he had. <laughs> That's what it was. He was jealous. He was jealous. Oh, maybe, maybe. I, I'm sure I was a pain. I was super obnoxious in that class. <laughs> and sorry, sorry, I got a C in that test. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, grammatically, I I still speak Spanish. I still speak with my parents or whomever. But grammatically, I I suck. I I can't spell like. I, I served an LDS mission and I would send letters. I write letters in Spanish to my mom, like ho- write letters home. And then she would like, in the letter back, she would write a list of words that I misspelled in Spanish and just like, Hey, like you wrote all this, all these words wrong. And I'm like, wow, I only have a fifth grade education <laughs> in, in Uruguay, you know? So I could have just sucked at it too. I just remember being completely underwhelmed with whatever, <laughs> whatever you were doing. <laughs> so much for sitting next to this guy. Oh, sorry. Steve, That's you got anything? I don't have anything. No. No. Like- I, wish, I wish, I wish, man, I wish I was, you know, in better touch with you guys. And I wish I was more friendly and hung out with you guys because you guys have obviously grown up to be outstanding gentlemen yourselves. So, man, I kind of regret not being better friends with you guys. Oh, honestly. thanks. That actually leads perfectly into uh, my beef. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, this is probably eighth or ninth grade. It's somewhere around there. But you were, maybe it was from that Spanish class, but you were really nice to me. You're like, hey, like, come sit with me at lunch or whatever, or like, and, um, and then you're like, Hey, come over to my house. Let's, let's hang out. And yeah, I, maybe once or twice I went over there and I don't know if, I don't know. Maybe I know why. Maybe it's like, I know one thing it's like, I, I maybe I felt uncomfortable me being like poor, I guess. And like, and maybe at the same time I felt weird, like you not being LDS and me feeling self-righteous about it. But after a while, we stopped sitting together at lunch and we never, we, I only went over there a couple times to your house and then we never, we just lost contact. We stopped like hanging out or being friendly. And Shit. I don't know. I mean, I just want to say, I'm sorry. I regret it. I feel like it's, because I remember you being very welcoming and very nice. Your dad was really cool um, and super friendly. And I I was just weird. And I want to say I'm sorry. You want me to apologize? What the hell? No, but I do. I mean, and it's something that's been that I, you know, I think about every few, every few years whenever I think about you. I think yeah. like, uh, you know, he was actually like nice to me and maybe I felt like weird and or I felt out of place and I felt and it's on me and I um I just wanted to say sorry wow man that was pretty heartfelt man I'm, I'm the one that should apologize I have no idea what happened um and you guys you have a 
a rock solid. Yeah. So, y- you know, I'll even tell you this. I used to wear a red hat that said Uruguay and you gave me one of your, you used to wear earrings back then. You gave me <laughs> one of the, your earrings and I put it on the rim of my hat. And we were like, we, yeah, we hung out a few times. <laughs> and I had that ear- earring in there until it like it broke off. I had it on there for a long time. But yeah, it's just like... Remember this. Yeah. I just, Back I have memories of like all of my regrets, I guess. <laughs> Fascinating. Wow. That's, a, that's an incredible memory. I have no, I, I have to apologize too, man. I... I I have no idea what happened. You remember coming over. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, because we even, you, uh, you heard on Andy Simeona's, like, we, I was hanging out with you at your house, and then we went over to Andy's. I ate all the pizza. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, me and Andy used to eat back in the day. Wow. Oh, do you remember, I remember, uh, I remember one thing. I don't know if you were a part of this, Steve. I remember it was me, Gonzo, Borgmeier, and I think um, BJ Piles, maybe. There was a race in like at Eastmont, um, maybe seventh grade, eighth grade. Um, do you remember this? It was like a 40-yard dash. Do you remember this, Gonzo? Um, I, was, I, I don't know. I, you spinning. tell me. It's, and I'll, I don't remember it yet. <laughs> But I remember because you're you're obviously still runner, still a runner now. But do you remember like being a fast kid? Like were you were you fast? I, you were, in ninth grade, I started running I, because I started warming up with the um, in the winter. I I did conditioning with the soccer team, and then in the fall, I ran track in ninth grade. So I felt like in ninth grade, I started running. So maybe it was a race in ninth grade. I just remember this race, and oh, was it? Um, see, now things are coming back. I just need to have a couple sips of whiskey and things start coming back. <laughs> um, it was Lombardi. Do you guys remember Lombardi? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I remember he had his little whistle and he had his little stopwatch. And yeah, it was me, you, Piles, Boardmire, and I think one other kid that we like left in the dust. He wasn't even a part of it. I was like, why did you guys invite him? Yeah, that definitely wasn't me. But I, <laughs> can't remember who won that race i think it was neck and neck like me and bj or something but i remember i remember this vividly too gonzo when we were done we were like winded right and you turned to me and you were like good race (laughs) (laughs) i remember that so that you were were nice and sweet then and you're nice and sweet now and so are you steve goodness gracious Thing. We've I all got good heads on our shoulders, don't we? We're all... Just hats in the butt good. all around. <laughs> Three great guys. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that ninth grade gym class. I have this distinct memory of you, like, just going kung fu on some kid. Like, you got into, like, a mini fight during gym and I remember because then I went to your house and was like, dude, this kid's got karate trophies all over the wall. And like <laughs> but someone was mouthing off and I think came at you and you just like whoosh, judo flipped them. Like it was like a two second fight, but it was it oh, got kind of serious. My, I defended myself. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it got heated. <laughs> no. Yeah. You weren't. You didn't just like bully and attack somebody, but it got 
I remember because I can even still picture it. Like you guys were, it got mouthy. Like you and some other kid got mouthy with each other. And then he like, he just like went out to tackle you running full speed. And you just like, just flipped them over. It sent them flying. And it was like quick. And then the coach came in and like split everything up. Do you remember that at all? Do you remember who it was? I don't remember who the other kid was. Other kid, if you're listening, please send an email to jordanhigh2004podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, do you remember that at all? Not even slightly. Uh, let's just say it was Phil Paloa. I'm going to say it was like one of the Dwyers. You think so? Did, do you, I don't know. Were you in that gym class? I remember yes, I was, Gus I was in that. that yeah, Gus and Hamza w- were in that gym class because I remember us playing like had epic, epic dodgeball like it, during that. It was, called, was it warball where we had like those little roller things? Do you remember that we'd roll and like block yourself? And I think it was and Bobby. And it had to do. And it had to do with dodgeball. It like something got like really heated during dodgeball or during an exercise, and then that's what happened. But I. And my memory could be hazy, yeah. but I just, I was wondering, I didn't want to ask you about that, if you remember that at all. Yeah, no, I don't, but I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought it back up. <laughs> I love how you're like, I so I defended it. myself. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, yeah, I remember, <laughs> I remember Bobby was not in the wrong in it. Yeah, because the, all those karate trophies that you saw were self-defense karate. It wasn't like a kick everyone's ass. Judo, <laughs> It was not Cobra Kai? You bringing up Lombardi reminded me of one thing. I think it was like 8th or ninth grade. And it was Lombardi and Fulmer. And this is like after Coach Fulmer lost his finger because he got caught on the bleachers, right? Four-finger Fulmer. Um, and I believe you... And I and some others that like, got picked to be like team captains to pick for volleyball. <laughs> and I decided, because you know, like everyone's going to pick like the super athletic kids first. And so I went exact opposite and I picked like super out of shape kids, like non-athletic kids. And Fulmer was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and uh, just, and we were horrible. Like you guys all destroyed us. We had like the worst volleyball team. But uh, I just remember, I remember you guys making fun of me for that, <laughs> for good reason. It's like I wasn't, I wasn't in it to win it. But like those kids, I wanted them to feel what to know what it was like to be picked first. Good job, Steve. you know. <laughs> and we were a terrible volleyball team. Do you guys remember anything else from? I just want to tap into those vaults of your guys. You guys didn't go to um, Willow Canyon, did you? No. You guys weren't. We, okay, mm-hmm. so it was Eastmont. Eastmont. Okay. I have another Eastmont memory having to do with dodgeball. You, and I don't know if it was like Nick Raymond or one of the other guys, you guys had like this perfect plan where one of you would just throw the ball up in the air yeah. at somebody, and then like you would just bean someone as hard as you can, but like no one was ever looking. You guys, you were just drilling people in the nuts and like destroying <laughs> people. Yo, bait and switch. Every time. I use that to this day. Like, this last Wednesday at church, we had it with the 12-year-olds. I would throw one ball in the air and just peg them in the face. So, thank you for uh I remember falling for it, like, every time. And feeling so dumb. I'm like, oh, yeah, why? Yeah. Up and it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> uh, Man, of Eastmont. 
I think of, uh, oh man, I'm, I, I don't want to get all somber and sad on you guys, but I remember when we lost Aaron Perry, you guys yeah. certainly remember that. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's the most seared memory into my brain for sure was Aaron. I remember that next day. I don't even remember. If, did I go to school the next day? I don't think I went to school the next day. I remember we all kind of gathered in that church that was, uh, that was just like off, off the campus or whatever. Yeah. And we all kind of said a little something and, um, man, that was wild losing someone so close in middle school. That was actually after Aaron passed. That was the first tattoo that I ever got. I got his football number tattooed on the back of my leg. Um, hmm. I was so shook, uh, when Aaron and Bruce, when they died. Yeah, that was wild. I'm sorry. I don't know why I went there, guys. I'm so sorry. No, I mean, that, that is, and that's another, like, memory of childhood that, you know, bounces into your brain every once in a while, too. And, and it, and I think a lot of people have mentioned Aaron as, you know, as one of the big childhood memories for them. And I, I think for most of the people in our class, it was because he was such a nice guy. He was, you know, he was, he was mature way 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 beyond his years absolutely um i think that was like the first experience that a lot of us had with death that wasn't like an old grandparent right you know yeah i think you're right like seared into memory is a good way to describe it so like i think all of us can probably remember like those next few days and like at the funeral how it was just like no one went there was probably like 600 people that at least it was like completely packed full of just people what a tragedy. My my father was friends with Bruce. Aaron was one of my best friends. I remember I was downstairs in my house and my mom came down downstairs and she had tears in her eyes and I knew I knew something was wrong. And I didn't know what to do. I was so shook. I remember running and I ran straight to Tyler Sperry's house. I don't know why. He he lived over by Landon Smith and which R.I.P. to Landon, too, um, and his brother, Devin. Um, wild. And then, and then everybody congregated at, at Missy's house. I, you guys, I don't know where you guys lived. We're, we weren't neighbors, right? You guys didn't live in that, like... Yeah, we were, like, White City. Yeah, on the south side of the goalie. But I know you guys had Missy on, too. Yeah. And she'll, she'll remember this. She'll remember that... For one reason or another, they all, everyone kind of just congregated to her house. And there was, it was kind of hysteria, to be honest. There were people that were, I was one of the people that was wailing and I was beside myself. I didn't know what to do. And then I remember, was it Philip Paloa's older brother? It might have been Philip's cousin that had to like console me. It was wild. It was wild times. Anyway, I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know why no, I went that's there. Fine. That's just a middle school memory. This is a Jordan High. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a memory that a lot of people remember. Like, uh, people have brought it up, and uh, I think, I mean, in honor of their memories, like bring it up whenever people think about it. Like, yeah. you know, just respect to him. You know. I wish I still had um, that tattoo. He he was number eighty-seven 
it's funny because I was, you know, I, I continued to play football after I got that tattoo and, and after practice and after games and stuff, it literally got destroyed. Like I got cleated once and it, it basically ruined the tattoo and it's since been covered up. But obviously still still a part of me, still a part of my memory. And, and uh, yeah, that was the start of um, my tattoo collection, if you will. You guys can yeah, you're pretty of, inked up now. <laughs> yeah, you guys can kind of see. They look good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a wild ride these last twenty years. You guys have dude, Steve's a dentist. Are you a dentist? Yeah. Gonzo's He's legit. Running, running accounts. You're a you're a running I'm, number. I'm an accountant, yes. You guys are both super successful now. That's good to see. I love to see people that that hail from Jordan that are doing good, that have loving families and that are doing well. It's good to see. Well, I mean, and I think, I mean, I think you're successful as long as you find something that makes you happy. And I mean, it seems like even like being a phlebotomist, a phlebotomist, a phlebotomist, phlebotomist. See, I still can't, I can't speak Spanish or English. Um, that's a, that's an awesome job, but I mean, I feel like success is like being a cool dad. And loving your kids is so much more like important and growing and learning. To me, those are, those are really the measures of success. I couldn't agree more, man. Here, here. Um, yeah, I certainly, I certainly took a pretty significant pay cut. Um, but I, I've been super smart with, with my finances and I was in a position to be able to do so. Um, for my mental health, I mean, number one, for sure. Um, wanted to be more present for my kid, you know, just wanted to be there. I wanted to not be stressed and not, not carry work on my shoulders when I got home. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like I'm contributing a little bit. When I was taking pictures for Real, there was a lot of times where I was like, I'm getting paid well and, and this is a great living, but what difference am I making? Like, sure, I'm making some some super fans happy because I get to, you know, show them some behind the scenes stuff, but it's kind of funny. I know it sounds, it sounds convenient for me to say not that I'm no longer there and hindsight is always 2020. Right. But, um, I don't know. I just feel like I'm contributing more now. I'm doing something that actually makes a difference and it's, it's impactful and I feel good about it. And I work with great people. Um, and I feel like I'm making a difference. And yeah, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm truly happy where I'm at. And you're right, Gonzo. That's what counts. So yeah. No. Well, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Authenticity. I promote everyone being themselves and being humble and staying true. And um, I love it. I really, I really appreciate yeah. this opportunity to get on with you guys. It's been cool to see you. It's been cool to reminisce a little bit. Um, I would love to hear what you guys thought of 18-year-old Bobby hits at Jordan High, but but no one, you know, no one wants to hear that. I want to hear that, but no one else listening. I'll, I'll tell you. I just thought, like, I mean, I felt like you were funny, like Adam Sandler style, like the, a funny, cool guy. <laughs> I just remember, like, always ready with an Adam Sandler quote. <laughs> Really? Yeah, like uh, I remember you quoting Happy Gilmore all the time. 
shit. But I think I think all, all of us were at that time. <laughs> Not even, not even really a Sandler fan, so that's kind of. <laughs> but yeah, just like funny and really nice. It's just like I said, like in my beef, you were really nice to me and friendly, so I appreciated that. I think, like, I never, I never got close with you. Like, I don't know if we ever. I don't think we even hung out one time. I can't remember anything like that. My memories of you are just like like ultimate jock guy like man bobby hits is like this super cool guy all the girls love this guy it's just like so there it is yep and uh but i like you saying he's like slaying the ladies all through high school is that how you remember i I just knew that he was just this popular kid that was just (laughs) i was not i was not as popular as bobby (laughs) like i don't have anything i don't have any negative memories i just thought like like Bobby hits super popular, really cool, like big football guy. Like, I don't know. And so that makes me happy that you don't have any, any type of negative. Uh, I didn't, negative. Yeah, he didn't have any beef. Yeah. I didn't, like, I don't have any, I don't, maybe we just didn't interact enough to like, I don't have any in-depth memories with you, but no, I don't have anything bad, to, like no bad memories at all. Just like, I knew you were just a popular guy. Maybe that's what I was trying to allude to earlier. It was like, you, you seem like a guy that I would, I would very much like to associate myself with today. And that's what I mean. It's like, I, I, uh, I don't know. I feel like I gravitate towards, uh oh, you're getting a beeper. We've gone too long, haven't we? I've, I've taken, I've trespassed on you guys. No, time. you're good. That's you're good. Hard. I mean, if we get cut off, we'll jump, we'll jump right back in. It's, it's all good. No, no, no. I, I don't want to trespass on your guys' night. My, I had to put my daughter down. She was like, who are you talking to? She made me feel old, too. She's like, who are you talking to? And I was like, oh, just these guys that I, that I was doing podcasts, and, and they're talking to everyone from, from the year that I graduated. Naturally, her, her next question is, well, wait, Daddy, when did you graduate? I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> so she made me feel old. You guys are making me feel old. Well, no, I wish, we're the same age. I wish I could have been friends with you in high school, man, because I know you were, uh, I don't know, maybe you were more on the academic, you know, academics were more important to you, and I know you were an officer. And But see, that's the thing that was like today, if I could go back, I would, I would associate myself with more of the nerdy academic band geeks instead of the football jocks, because where, where the hell did that get me, you know? But, well, just know... We're all close and we go out and get like tacos and like just on uh, Friday we went to Pat's barbecue and like Gus was there, BJ was there. So like if you know we'll, we'll do some get together. Well yeah, come on out. Uh, We've gotten I, gotten tacos with Andy and James Johnson, like yeah. Yeah. We'd love to and we wanna have a cookout soon. Come on out. Yeah. Cookout sounds awesome, man. We're getting like this strange fake spring weather, right? It's right. This weather. week has been so nice, yeah. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, you know, you know we're going to get some crazy storms again. I kind of hope we do. I got, you know, I hope we get some snow. Yeah. To clear the air a little bit. The for the, the cookout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets nice for the cookout. <laughs> but Bobby, thank you so much. Thanks uh, thanks for talking to us. It's been really nice. Yeah, it's been rad. Thank you guys so much. I think what you guys are doing is amazing. Keep going. Keep doing it. Keep charging. Get as many people as you can. And the people that tell you now, tell them the hell (laughs) (laughs) well i think if you like 
Tell your friends. If you, yeah, spread the word a little bit, maybe more people will say yes. Who's like, give oh, us two, well, two names of people you want to hear from? Oh shoot! I knew you. Uh, I didn't want you guys to do that because I, I, hearing from everyone would be would be amazing. There's no one particular person. I don't know. I feel like you guys have kind of played it safe up to this point, and then you had me on. You like busted through that window. <laughs> hey, hey, right. Yeah. Well, I reached out like right. Over, you said last, like last year. I was like, I'm gonna get Bobby hits on. I'm gonna get everybody on. <laughs> <laughs> So thanks for coming on. Yeah, I, thanks a lot. It's, it's been really nice. We really appreciate you taking the time. It's It's been awesome. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. Cheers. Yeah, All cheers. right. Good Take night. Care. And let's get together soon. Right on, guys. Take care. Right. Good night. Bye. Gonzo. We just finished talking to Robert Hitz. What are your thoughts? Uh, it was really nice. And he... Uh, because he mentioned that I, I reached out to him like in July last year in 21. And I wanted to reach out to him because I felt like I only have a peripheral contact with him. I just see his Instagram. We were Facebook friends back in the day or whatever. I don't think he's on Facebook anymore. I think he's just on Instagram. Um, but I thought like I felt just office's office post like that's someone that's changed a ton mm-hmm. like he seems like this really sweet dad he's like everything he like even he talked about his daughter like she's everything and like i can i can relate to see i related to him because i felt like i'm changed a lot and i'm sure he's also changed a lot so I wanted to talk to him about it. And it has been that. And it was really nice. It's really nice to see that he is like a big hearted, um, sweet guy and empathetic. And I also wanted to like, I had this beef weighing in my heart from just feeling like awkward or <clears throat> because of my insecurities of like never having money growing up or whatever. And it's not like he's rich, but he lives just like, above 13th east on sandy and to me everybody over there was rich you know yeah so my insecurity i wanted to apologize for that because he was inviting and open and friendly and i kind of like after a few weeks i kind of rejected it and just like stopped um sitting with him at lunch or whatever so i wanted to say sorry so i'm really glad that i got to do that and i'm glad that i got to talk to him i hope we can get out to lunch or or do something and and hang out soon. I I love how open he was. Like I thought it was really cool that he shared all those experiences. And I th- I love that he early on brought up how he's more empathetic. And you asked him a why, and it makes so much sense. Like if he spent years like responding to emergencies <clears throat> and tragedies, it's like right. he sees like people go through crap. And how can you like you go to the accident of someone who dies or is in a bad accident? Like how can your heart just not hurt for those pre- right. people? Yeah, it's not only. It's not only what you see in the news. He probably sees, because in the news you get a condensed, edited version. He was probably in the front lines of seeing whole stories, right? And that's got to open you up, too. So, yeah, that was great. I love that. And I love it's like I love that he really was like, tell me what you thought of me. He was like, <laughs> I don't know if he expected me to, I don't know what he was expecting us to say. Like, I think he had a, in his mind, he was waiting for us to say something. But like, I, 
I genuinely don't have any bad memories of him, and it was it was fun to be able to chat with him and Me tell him either. that. Just that one time he come food that kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, I you know one random thought that's. Uh, when he said it made me think of something like he talked about how like, he loves to take pictures. Yeah. And, but when it became his job and he was doing it all the time, like he lost that love and that passion. And it made me think like, I, I like to pray. Like praying just makes me feel good. I feel like it just can either like in the simplest form, it can be meditation yeah. in the deepest form. It can be like my connection with God, whatever. But I remember like when I was on my mission, like I hated praying. This really? like, I it was like, Everything you, every single thing you do, you wake up, you pray, you, you eat, you pray, you leave the place, you pray, you meet all these people, you pray, and like. Okay, real talk for a second. Um, when you're praying on your mission and your companion is praying at the same time, and like you're done, but you can feel your companion is still going, did you feel pressure to be like, oh, like I should probably not just get in my bed right now? <laughs> I should probably just at least. Maybe pray as long as he's gonna. Pray. It's like if my prayer, if my prayer is one minute and he's going for like twenty five, I'm like. It's like, but then you know that by then he's actually just sleeping. <laughs> no, I never felt that pressure. You never thought about like, that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I'm done. It's like, and this dude's still going, and he's like, I'm gonna wait another thirty oh, seconds. He's way more spiritual than I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I never had that, but it was just more of a. Like, I just, I grew to not like it. Like the passion, or like the yeah. the reasons that I liked to pray were gone. It was like. I hated doing all these things that I felt like I had to, like I had to, or I was supposed to, and it took the joy out of it for me. And uh, I did a lot of introspection, and and so it's become a thing that I love again. It just helps me, just I don't know. I can help re-energize myself, and it's just a way for me to really just. I I, I love to compare prayer to meditation. Mm-hmm. Just get myself in a quiet, yeah. peaceful place, if nothing else. But I just I, I related to that where it was like you lose this passion for this thing that you love, right? And being able to kind of rediscover rekindle, it. Yeah, rediscover yeah. or rekindle that fire. And so I'm, I'm glad he brought that up. And uh, it was it was awesome. It was really fun just to chat with him and get to know him better. And he seems like an awesome guy. Like, I, I really would love to hang out with him. So he, He's into metal, right? I don't know. I bet there's, like, so much music that we... Yeah. I love metal. Because, like, when you were helping me put in my laminate flooring, you're like, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh, we're just listening to some music. And I... <laughs> And it was like, sometimes I'm turning on like this heavier stuff and I'm thinking you were like, this is okay, but I've like, cause I, I've always liked softer rock. I'm like a soft rock guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like as ACDC is probably as metal as I get. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like I like, and I can listen to everything, but I, I live in like that. Like, I don't know. I think I gravitate towards like metal. Like when you asked me, what's the first album I bought? Like I got that, that tape. Green Day Dookie for my birthday. The first CD I bought by myself with my own money was like a Tool CD. Mm. Like, like I just yeah. You you always liked a little bit harder stuff, huh? Mm-hmm. That's all right. Hey, it's like, whatever whatever makes you like, feel good. In high school, I would listen to like a Treyu. Like my grandma was like, "What the heck are you listening to?" Like evil. <laughs> some devil music. Yeah, but uh, I was like, I would listen to it when I was all like angry and stuff. You know, it's perfect. <laughs> anyway, I loved it. I loved having him on and. I look forward to our next conversation. Yeah. If you'd like to be on, send us an email. The Jordan High 2004 podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're always here. We love hearing from everybody. And um, we're not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Damn, we'll throw you on the schedule. 
our next open day. <laughs> if you feel that, that burning in your bosom or that prompting, reach out. It's the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been another episode of the Jordan High 2004 podcast. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.